You are listening to the official Grave Forsaken podcast, and I'm your host, Vaughan Gregory, lead singer and guitarist for Grave Forsaken. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy the show. G'day everybody, Vaughan from Grave Forsaken here. Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of the podcast. Um, something that's been really encouraging for me actually is... Uh, Checking out the listening numbers from episode to episode, they're quite consistent. Um, we tend to get the same number of listeners uh, every time, which is really pleasing uh, because it sort of tells us that uh, you're enjoying the content in the podcast because people are tuning back in. I'm, I'm not sure where everybody is. Um, there is there is uh, diagnostics for you know parts of the world and stuff, but it's sort of quite general. So wherever you are in the world listening in, um, welcome and and thanks so much. I'm I'm glad that uh, that uh, this is hopefully a podcast that uh, you're enjoying and you know, giving you some good insight into the band and all that. I certainly enjoy doing it um, and and making the episodes and all of that. So I'll, I'll continue to do that um, and hopefully you'll continue to listen. So, probably fair to say it's been a little bit quiet on the band front over the last few weeks. Um, as you will have known from previous episodes, we're starting work on our next batch of recordings. And I think I mentioned in the last episode that the first song we're working on is a track called Back to the Start. So, we did have some uh, good progress actually on Friday night, which was the first time um, we'd actually... Uh, I'd seen anybody from the band for a couple of weeks. Had um, Matt come over and he tracked his bass guitar for that song, Back to the Start. So that was really good. So the way we recorded it, um, Matt just came to my place. I have a, I suppose you'd call it a home studio set up where I do a lot of the tracking for our albums. Um, and so we tracked some bass lines from the song Back to the Start. Uh, we had like a little bit of uh, audio problem, which ended up, it sounded like uh, there was some feedback and some crackle coming into the the recording, but it, um, when we're playing it back, playing back what Matt had played, there was like this sort of crackle and hum that is pretty unusual. I don't, don't normally get that after I've um, recorded um, you know, either guitars or bass or whatever it is here at, at my house. Um, so we we recorded another take on a bass guitar thinking, oh, maybe it's the pickups or something, but it was a bit confusing because we weren't hearing it um, while, you know, it wasn't humming and crackling while we were recording. Um, so, you know, it got to the point where Matt had to leave because it was getting quite late uh, and we hadn't worked out what this problem was. So we thought... I wasn't sure, like, maybe the session had been a bit of a, you know, uh, a non-starter if, if you know, ended up with, like, really crackly bass. Um, oh, excuse that sound, that's just a um, an alarm. Oh, it's on my my Bluetooth speaker. Um, it makes this funny high-pitched sound when it goes off. Yeah, so uh, I was a bit worried that, you know, Matt had driven all the way out here and that the the take we got wasn't going to be workable but um then the next day i was actually just looking at the um like i got a, a bluetooth uh, not bluetooth a usb input and um 
I changed the port, the USB port, and the the recording was coming out just fine. So I don't know enough about, you know, internal workings of computers and all that, but it seemed that it was related to the USB port that the um, audio interface was plugged into. So when I plugged it into another one, it recorded absolutely fine. So, uh, as in it played back absolutely fine. Um, so it seems that the input was completely fine, uh, which was what we were hearing when we were recording it. Um, but there was some kind of issue going on with the, the USB out. Um, and yeah, I, I'm a bit of a plug and play kind of guy. Like I sort of can understand like drivers and, uh, USBs and interfaces and all that to an extent to the point where I can, you know, I can select the right input and I can get a signal to go in and I can record it and all that. But, you know, when it starts, you know, I can't explain why one USB port would have a crackle compared to another one. Um, but yeah, when I play it back through there, the, the bass track is absolutely fine. So that was really good, um, to get that done. And also got Matt, uh, he recorded some, some vocals for the song, um, as as uh, long-time listeners of Grave Forsaken will know, we, we utilise gang vocals quite a bit in our recordings. So on this particular one, um, because we're recording it, you know, sort of individually, uh, not necessarily, you know, with the whole band in here at once, the way we're doing the gang vocals is getting some layers. So I'll record each person. I'll get a recording of each band member um, doing the gang vocal on, on the chorus line and then uh, when Dan mixes them he he blends them all together so you know uh, like you can just layer them on top of each other but Dan Dan's like pretty good at um, putting you know the right amount of effects on the vocals and all that kind of thing to um, you know and really enhance that kind of gang vocal um, and that's what we do so, yeah, so Matt record, basically recorded his parts for the album. If you can hear, I'm at home today. I've, I've finished work for the year. I'm at home with my two boys. You might hear one of my boys in the background um, humming along to something. So, yeah, that's that's what you're hearing if you can hear that noise. Fairly typical sort of um, home, home, you know, with the kids kind of scenario going on here. So that's where we're at with that song. Um, I've sort of started tentatively looking at the next track uh, that I'm going to work up with the band. Um, that's a song called Brain Dead um, that Matt and I actually wrote uh, while we were recording the the bass for the tracks on the Footsteps of God. So um, we 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 finished off all the tracks that were going to be on that album and. I was out at Matt's place. Uh, I'd actually taken my my computer and everything out to his place on this particular Friday night, and we did the tracking at his house. Uh, normally, we'd do the tracking um, at my place or at Dan's um, studio, but in this particular instance, we did some of the Footsteps of God bass tracking at um, Matt's house. And, uh, yeah, we'd, we'd finished tracking a couple of songs, and then we... Um, we decided to write a song. So we actually um, 
it's a song that we wrote at the time. We put together the music, so we sort of traded off riffs. So, you know, Matt would play something and then I would sort of come up with something that was a response to what Matt would play and we just assembled, I think, five or six different parts. It might have been six. Um, so generally, I find once you've got, you know, five to... And what, depending on the song, but five, six, or seven, eight, or whatever different parts, you've then well and truly got enough um, to arrange a song from. Um, and yeah, we we came up with this title, Brain Dead, um, for the song. It was really just, I, I think I said to Matt, just think of something that pops into your head. Um, and, and that popped into his head. Maybe it was because we'd been tracking all night and then we're riding it was probably getting quite late we've talked on this podcast before about how we end up you know having quite late nights um so yeah matt said brain dead so i wrote that down and then um you know thought okay well, what are some lyrics that fit that what what sort of conjures um what what images do i conjure when i think of the term brain dead so i came up with a set of lyrics um around that phrase and we don't always come up with ideas like that like that's um you know over the years we might have done a few songs like that but um sometimes I like just taking inspiration from the moment um and you know just whatever the spontaneous thought is like expanding on that and and having an idea kind of grow out of that spontaneous thought and then I suppose you're just kind of capturing that moment and whatever was going through your mind at the time. And, you know, it could be a phrase, it could be a title, it could be an idea or a concept, uh, you know, make this song about this topic or that topic. And you just take a note of that and then, oh, that's that alarm again. And then, then you go from there, you sort of, um, yeah, you take a note of, of what you're thinking at the time and then then the idea can build around that so you're sort of then incorporating um whatever whatever the the feeling you had at the time into the song and to me that's as good a starting point as any you know like it it almost doesn't matter where you get your starting point from you know you you put together your riffs you get your idea for the topic and of the song and then you when I write lyrics, what I'll tend to do is I'll write them pretty quickly initially. Like I, I try to get the idea down on paper. Like I don't, I don't sweat over every line. I'll try to get the, the idea down on paper. Um, so, I'll, you know, I might write three or four verses. I tend to write in blocks of four lines. Um, you know, sort of quite quickly, just just whatever's coming to mind while I'm writing it. And then what I'll find is um, when you then try to try to fit that to the music, you know, you have to change words around a little bit. And, um, you know, you, you realise, oh, that word doesn't quite work, but this word better explains it. And, you know, you might have a line that's too long to fit fit that particular bit of music. So you might re restate what you've written in that line a bit shorter with with lesser words so i might have even talked about this on the podcast before so apologies if i'm repeating myself but you end up what i end up doing is like shaping the the lyric to the song but you've got to actually 
have that sort of draft lyric down before you've got something to work with. Um, so it becomes more and more refined. So the the final version of the lyric that ends up on the song might be, you know, quite a bit different to the original spontaneous thought, but um, it will it will have um, it will have had its had its origin in that um, in that thought. So um, you know, it's really just about generating the song and and having something to work with, and then then refining it as you go and working out, okay, because sometimes you have a series of riffs, like we might have an arrangement done and haven't necessarily decided, well, that will be a solo there. Uh, or that will be like a, a, a bridge vocal section. Generally, generally we'll know, okay, well, this is, this is a verse. This is a chorus. This is a pre-chorus. Um, but sometimes, you know, it might be a little bit, uh, wait till we've got the lyrics together before we work out, okay, well, that section of lyrics can go over that riff in the midsection, but we'll keep that riff free for solo or something like that. But generally, I have to have that worked out before we add the solos because, you know, I'd rather not be soloing over a vocal section. So it's good to know, no, there's going to be vocals there before in a certain section, okay, so we won't do a solo over that bit. I mean, sometimes it's appropriate to have some kind of lead part going on um, when there's vocals as well, but generally in in our songs, I like to let the the guitar lead stand out on their own, um, which to me seems pretty sensible. So they're often the last thing that gets put on after the basic arrangement because um, it, it might, you know, be a couple of steps down the line before we know exactly where the vocals are going to go. So what, what sections will actually be free to have a solo over the top of them. And, uh, yeah, we tend to, um, you know, if we're not doing a vocal section, um, we tend to have a solo lead section sort of happening. Not always, sometimes the, the rhythm is just standing on its own, but, um, tend to, you know, be, um, have have those solos happening where there's where there's gaps in the vocals. So once you've got that arrangement, it's it's normally pretty clear cut where where those parts need to go. So you know I'll I'll get the songs off I'll get the song off to Luke, um, and he'll you know he'll add his parts. But having said that, while we're on that, uh, when when Luke writes the music for a song, he he will have actually worked out already where his solo is going to be. So sometimes Luke will send me a song and it will be up to me to work out, A, what the vocals are and, and where they're going to go. But generally, he will have put a solo already. So that alarm's going to keep going off. Um, he will have put a solo already on, on the tracks that he records for the song. So... Um, you know, often, often when I get his tracks, it's already, um, already been arranged. He's already worked out where he wants things to go. So in those cases, uh, it will be a case of fitting lyrics to, to the, the musical template that Luke has already provided. So depending, it, it really is a case depending on who's written songs. Um, when I actually think about it like this, um, you know, how we work out where the lyrics actually go. So di- different songs, actually, we, we approach them from different angles, depending on 
you know, who's come up with the music and, and the nature of that, like, you know, there'll be quite often songs where I'll, I'll write the whole thing, um, music and lyrics. So I tend to be more or less, um, I tend to more or less determine those arrangements, but yeah, there'll be other songs where, um, the process is collaborative. And what's good about having those different approaches is you end up with, you know, different, different, um, angles on the album, you know, when the whole thing's done. So you end up with different, um, I don't think it would be good if every song was done exactly the same way, uh, because then you'd end up with, um, you know, perhaps a bit more of a uniform, uh, type of situation happening. Uh, so I actually like the variety of having different guys in the band approach the songwriting differently and bringing, bringing their own angle to, you know, be it musical or lyrical. Um, and I think then you get the band ends up reflecting the perspectives of, of four people rather than just one person. So, um... It's kind of what happens with, with Grave Forsaken. But I do like to sort of let it happen um, and and let the let the album sort of work itself out in a way. So, we, you know, we go through that process and you do that, you know, uh, eight to ten times and you end up with, you know, you end up with your basic track listing for the song. And, and of course, behind all that is... Um, there's there's demos um i've always got a lot of demos that i've done over the years so um you know something might strike me as oh, i want to use that demo uh you know that i i recorded a year or two ago or i think we'll we'll use that one on this album or another time you might be writing a song and you might work it up straight away it might be you know something brand new that you've written and you think right i really want this this song to be on the album, so, um, you know, even before a song gets to the point of being, yes, this is definitely going to be one that we, um, work into an album track, um, you know, that, that song might have, might have existed in a raw form for, for some time before that, um, because, like, not every, I might go through a bit of a phase of recording demos where I might, I might, you know, record five or six demos over a couple of period, you know, period of a couple of days. And they're sort of always, you know, on, on file on record, I guess, um, that I can go back to. And I have, um, I have folders where I try to, you know, keep a track of what demos are out there or when I say out there sort of on my hard drive. So, um, I'm always, I'm always kind of aware of, you know, what songs I've still got potentially to, to work up. So, you know, for every, for every album we do, uh, it is always, you know, more demos floating around in the background that, you know, might, might be used on a future album or, I mean, there's some songs that have been demoed that are still sitting around that have never, never been used and, and that they still might get used one day. Um, then, you know, might come a time where I think, oh, I might, I might dig out that, that demo from such and such a time and um yeah footsteps of god contained a couple of songs that had been had existed in demo form for for a little while um 
that that came out um you know when when I was putting together um you know what songs were going to work up uh, for that particular album so I mean and and that's the same it's the same for all the albums um there's always tracks that have been around for a little while that um that you know get used at a certain point but uh yeah for every song you hear there's probably you know a few others in the background three or four more that haven't been used um so yeah that's sort of how it works it's um you know, I try to be, you know, a bit of a, um, you know, a bit spontaneous, but also, you know, organized as well. And so it's a bit of a combination of both. And, and hopefully at the end of that process, you, you end up with a, with a good album. That's, that's what we always hope to achieve. So, um, I think I'll leave it there. We've just ticked over 20 minutes. Um, thanks for listening in. I hope, I hope you found my um, musings on on our recording process and writing process interesting hope that gives you a bit of a, an insight into what we do and yeah thanks so much for tuning in and um and continuing to support the band we like i always say we really really appreciate it so um if i don't do another podcast before christmas given that it's the 21st now's a good chance i won't um uh, might do but if not um I hope you have a great Christmas and and a great new year. And I hope that 2021 uh, brings really good things for you. Uh, And I hope, yeah, however you're celebrating Christmas in whatever state of, um, uh, you know, restrictions, wherever you are, are in. I hope that um, you can still have an enjoyable and blessed Christmas and a a great new year. So um, thanks for tuning in and... Uh, you'll hear from me next time. God bless and rock on. Thank you for listening to the official Grave Forsaken podcast. For more news and updates, follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and subscribe to our mailing list over at www.graveforsaken.com. God bless and rock on.